Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I am your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host and fellow proud family member, Kate. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we could actually pass as proud family members, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, but you never know. You never know, but yeah, and this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Slumber Party, and this is Season 3, Episode 15, which we'll be discussing the 59th Disney Channel original movie, The Proud Family Movie. But before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? You know, I've been pretty well, Jake. Um... I have started my summer course in Spanish, which, um, you know, it's going. It's okay. Um, I think that I have a whole, I could rant on this for days, where I think learning a second language or just another language is, is so valuable. And I've actually tried to attempt to learn a little bit of Spanish on my own for the past couple of years. Um, but... That said, I do think that, um, and it's my second time taking Spanish. I did not fail the first time. I actually got an A, but it's just like transfer credit won't transfer. So it is what it is. Um, and But I do think that they just condense it too much. So it is what it is. It's fine. We're just getting through it. Um, that's my main responsibility this summer. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. But overall, things are really good. It's a lot more chill than the end of the semester. Things are kind of, we're slowly getting into that summer rhythm. Uh, not as much as I would like to be at this point, but slowly getting there. How about yourself, Jake? Well, you know, I'm doing good. I, I'm officially one week out of graduating college, which still feels Yay! not real. It still feels like it's uh, false information. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm done? What do you mean I don't go back in the fall? Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm uh, officially one week out and I'm just uh, right now I'm just kind of hanging out for a moment. I'm going to start... Um, getting some stuff in order start probably officially looking for like something in my field hopefully start throwing my resume out somewhere because you know it's that time it's that time i am so excited for you i yeah that's that's super exciting i it's definitely a huge like transition point in your life and i can't wait to see how things end up going for you and also just keep the podcast updated because I think that, like, as you've said before on here, this podcast truly does serve as a time capsule of our lives stemming from August 2020 to present. Cannot believe that it's been nearly three years. Yeah, nearly three years. And as for coming up on the summer, of course, that means it's almost time for us to end the third season, start season four, which I can't believe, which... I'm still contemplating in my head exactly what I want the season four artwork to be. Because if you guys know, we've been following the High School Musical movies, posters as like our theme. But, you know, now that we're on four, technically there is no High School Musical four. But I could still pick from a few things. I got, um, I could pick from the TV show. I could pick, I could pick the wild card and do something Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure themed. You know, I'm thinking about it in my head. I'm like, where do I want to go? 
I loved both of those options. If anybody has any suggestions, by the way, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or even email, whatever, you know, we're more than happy to, to, I say that I'm speaking on your behalf and I shouldn't because you do all the artwork. So I really shouldn't speak on your behalf. Um, but we love hearing what you guys have to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if any of y'all have ideas, send them my way and I'll see what I come up with and then you guys will see the finished new low uh new cover art in August. But yeah, that's just that's what I've been doing. Just like, you know, still kinda kind of, um accepting the fact that yeah, I'm I'm now in this transitional period of life where I'm done with school and I just move on to bigger things. Um other than that, um, I saw um, yesterday, I saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with a friend, and I know uh, you texted me during it about our recording time for today, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm sorry, I was seeing the movie, and then we ended up talking about it for just a quick minute. Yes, oh my gosh, yes, because I saw Guardians a couple of weeks ago, and it's so good, highly recommend. I, th- I definitely think that um, based on what I have seen at least it's the best Marvel movie to come out in a hot second. Uh, So yeah, definitely really good. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I'm just going to say rocket sad eye emoji. Literally. Yes. I was like, I heard from so many people being like, you're going to cry during it. I'm like, we'll see. And then I was like, Oh, Oh, it's an emotional roller coaster. But yeah, definitely check out Guardians 3 if you if you haven't already. I say that as if we're sponsored by Disney. We are in no way sponsored by Disney, but Disney, if you're listening, we're out here if voluntarily, yeah, <laughs> reviewing your movies and obviously just super huge Disney fans in every way. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you ever um, want some uh, um, background standees in a Marvel movie, hit us up. <laughs> right, exactly. Please. We have theater backgrounds. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, no, Guardian Street was good. It was a really well-made movie. I will just say, though, if you're a big animal lover, big, big content warning for Guardians 3. You will want to be prepared for that. Yeah, I was not expecting some of the stuff that went on in Guardians. I was like, whoa! um but yeah definitely a content warning there's some heavier stuff but such a good movie um yeah very very good like you said kind of wrap up to a trilogy there but um i oh sorry i totally blinked out for a second um yeah guardians is incredible go see it i also just wanted to say this is where my mind went and then it like shifted away for a second um but I just wanted to also just throw a warning on this podcast that my audio might not sound quite as crisp as usual. Um, and that is because I am doing a little bit of traveling this week and uh, mostly in the car, but I just didn't want to risk damaging my microphone and hence why I do not have it for this recording, unfortunately. Uh, that being said, Jake is still an audio wizard and I'm sure it will still sound fine but i just wanted to throw that out there yeah kate just didn't want to uh risk breaking another microphone because technically she is on her second one i am so if y'all weren't that here back in i want to say like february i got a new microphone from my parent or i got my mic or my only my 
my first, I guess, microphone from my parents as a Christmas gift after over two years of doing this podcast. And it was great and things were great. And after like only like two recordings or something silly like that, I mean, it might have been three. I don't know. It was a while. But after very few recordings, my microphone fell off of my desk and the USB port, the inside components of the USB port shattered, rendering it unusable. So I had to order a new one. So now, because I know how fragile, I I ordered the same kind of mic because I, I liked the mic and I thought it was a pretty good price for what you got. And Jake ended up getting the same mic. Uh, but I just, I know that they can be somewhat fragile. So I decided that I just didn't want to travel with it because of, because of that. Uh, but I did, we didn't want to put off recording. So hence I am here, uh, and, I apologize that the audio might not be as crisp, but I can assure you it will be much better than our first few episodes. Definitely. But yeah, so that's just our little disclaimer there about audio. But that all being said, Kate, are you ready to jump in to the Proud Family movie? I'm ready to jump into the Proud Family movie. All right. So let's start with some background. Kate, would you like some background on this movie? Do we have any decom news or anything this time? Um, I just need to make sure that there's not. Uh, no, not the moment. We're currently in just like I said last time. We're we're entered a little bit of a dry spell right now. So, um, if something does come up, assumed. Yeah, um, if something does come up, I'll report on it. But as of right now, nothing really. No, no news. (laughs) There is no news. All right, then let's just hop right into it. Just had to make sure. Yeah. So let's start with the background. So the proud family movie. Is a 2005 American animated comedy television film based on the Disney Channel animated series The Proud Family. So this is our, like, fourth decom based on the show because we had Jet Jackson, we had uh, even Stevens, and we had Compostable. So this is, I think, number four. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, It premiered on... August 19th, 2005, and serves as the finale to the show's original run. Now, it says original run because, as if you as you guys know, recently, the Proud Family actually came back with a reboot called The Proud Family Louder and Prouder. It's a Disney Plus exclusive. So, clearly, this is not the series finale anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Louder and Prouder, it's a new show. It's doing pretty good it's already got two seasons under its belt uh we don't know if it's gonna be back for a third yet but maybe but still i'm like dang a reboot getting two seasons already it's like that's pretty good i know i know i've heard i've heard so much about it but i haven't actually really seen hardly any of it um but it's really cool that they brought it back yeah they brought it back and they modernized it up a bit yeah i based on what i've heard uh it's (laughs) Like, it's set in the 2020s versus, you know, the two th- early 2000s. But it's, like, the same characters. Mm-hmm. And then this movie was directed by Bruce W. Smith, who's actually the original creator of The Proud Family. So he got to work on the movie of his original work. Um, And surprising no one, this is the only decom he ever directed. Because, you know, this is, it's his, it's his uh, creation, so it makes sense. Yes, yeah, we're we're glad to see that. 
Um, but something really interesting about Bruce W. Smith is even before Proud Family, he had been working um, for Disney for a little bit. Because um, I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia right now. Um, he was an anim- Apparently, he was an animator on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Also- okay. He was also a character des- character designer on a Goofy movie. So he's done a lot for Disney. Yeah, he was the animation director for Quack Pack. He was a supervising animator on Tarzan and wow. The Emperor's New Groove and Home on the Range, everyone's favorite Disney movie. Oh my gosh, Home on the Range, you just unlocked some memories. Yeah, he was also a supervising animator on The Princess and the Frog. Wow. I love Princess and the Frog. This is awesome. Like, he's really done a lot of good work. I'm just scrolling through his wiki page as you're, as you're talking and like, wow. Just wow. Yeah, he also worked on the 2011 Winnie the Pooh, uh, the Tangled Ever After Shore. He was worked on Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen. Uh, yeah, he's worked on a lot of Disney projects. So it's really cool that he got to basically make, get, make his own show for the Disney Channel. Yeah, so cool. This is awesome. Yeah, I had no idea that uh, the Proud family um, had such a force behind it. Um, like, a, I don't want to say singular force, but like a such a yeah, such a driving force from Disney animation, like um, behind the whole thing. Yeah. So shout out to Bruce W. Smith and your amazing work. Um, but yeah, yes. so as this is an animated movie, of course, we have a voice cast instead of a normal cast. And for the most part, everyone from the show is here to voice their characters in the movie. We have um, one, the only Miss Kyla Pratt as Penny Proud, you know, the titular character of the Proud family. Everybody knows, everyone loves Penny Proud. Yes, we absolutely love Penny, Penny if I can talk. <laughs> we have Tommy Davidson as Oscar Proud, you know, dad. We have Paula Jai Parker as Dr. Trudy Proud, because that's right. If you remember the TV show, she's a uh, veterinarian. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I really didn't remember that, but I did read that. Um, but we, we love her. We love Trudy. Yes. We have Joe Marie Payton as Sugar Mama, everyone's favorite, iconic. Yes, Sugar Mama. Um, we have Tara Strong as BB and Cece, the babies. And if you know Tara Strong, then you know she's a voice actor in everything. Yep. Um, I want to say, oh, yes. Wow, she is a voice actor in everything. I just... Is she on TikTok? I might have seen some of her TikToks. But I think I could she definitely is. Because, be like, her up. at this point, though, who isn't? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like, I know some of her big roles are she's Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls. She's uh, Ben 10. She's um, one of the My Little Ponies. I don't know which one, but one of them, I know that. She's done a lot. Girl she's has done. an accomplished career. She does indeed. Um, we got Orlando Brown, who we all remember from That's the Raven. He voices Sticky. We have Soleil Moon Fryer as Zoe, one of Penny's friends. We have Elisa Reyes as La Cienega, another one of Penny's friends. Or, well, like her frenemy, I guess. Because if you remember in the show, La Cienega is not really that nice to her. 
Yes. I Yeah, I did have some vague recollection of that. Yeah. We have Karen Melina White as Dijonet. That's Penny's, like, last of Penny's friends. And then in this movie, we have Omarion as 15 Cent, which I don't think I got that joke as a kid. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely didn't. Yeah, but um, Omarion, Omarion is an actual um, R&B singer. Um, he was really big in the 2000s, but um, so that's cool that they got him to be in the movie. Yeah, that's super cool. I did not know that 15 Cent was voiced by uh, someone who's, you know, an actually big artist. That's really cool. Yeah, and then finally, as far as the big characters in this movie go, we have um, Arsenio Hall himself as Dr. Carver. And if y'all don't know, Arsenio Hall was a very big name back in the day. He had, you know, his uh, late night talk show, The Arsenio Hall Show. And, you know, that lasted from 89 to 94. And um, a lot of people around that time remember that show very fondly and just um, his hosting. I did not even know about this until just now. That is so cool. Yeah, what's also fun is Arsenio Hall is also the voice of Uncle Bobby. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. Which, you know, Uncle Bobby, um, he's a fun character. Uh, I think it's also, it's interesting because in the reboot, um, he got a pretty um, noticeable redesign. Um, I think only him and uh, Cece, the, uh, the girl baby, I think they're the only two who got like a really noticeable redesign because everyone else kind of just looks the same. Right. Interesting. Point that out. But yeah, that's, that's super the cool. Yeah, that's the cast of this movie. So Kate, uh what's your history with this movie and just the, like the proud family in general? So honestly, I don't remember watching the movie, but I'm sure I did at some point or at least parts of it. The Proud Family was like, okay, so I've told you before that like I was more of a Nickelodeon kid up to a certain point in my childhood. And so like the Proud Family, I definitely watched the Proud Family. Um, I for sure like am familiar with it and I remember watching it. Um, but I don't think I watched it as often as possibly you and some other kids our age. Again, just mostly based on the fact that I was a nickel I was more of a Nickelodeon kid, I'd say until about two thousand eight-ish. I mean, obviously we can talk about we we'll talk about high school musical next time, you know. Um, so I think that I yeah, I did watch it. Again, just not with the frequency that a lot of people our age did, but I definitely did watch it. Um, and again, I don't remember the movie in particular, but like I also wouldn't doubt that I've seen it or at least parts of it at some point because I, yeah, I, I just, I, I just remember the proud family just being a constant. Like even though, even though it, it wasn't the biggest, I didn't watch it to the degree that other people my age did like it was just always there like everybody knew the proud family i feel like sorry if you didn't but like <laughs> to anybody out listening but i just i just feel like it was just uh such a staple for so many people and it was just so well known yeah definitely well because the proud family's original run was 2001 to 2005 so it was kind of like really starting to end i think just as we were really getting into watching disney channel because i remember watching it a bit but i think eventually they just kind of phased it out for some of the newer shows so i didn't watch it like you said as much as probably some other people did like 
our age are just a little bit older. But I do remember some of it. I remember some very standout episodes. I think the one I remember the most was for some reason they had um Al Roker guest star, but he was like a villain. Oh my gosh, I want to watch that episode now. Yeah, he's like a villain and like Penny fights him or something. It's crazy. Oh my gosh, Al Roker. I grew up every morning when I was in elementary school watching the Today Show. There's obviously some unscrupulous or an unscrupulous figure <laughs> that we won't talk about, but we we love Al Roker in this house. Like, Stan. Anyway. But yeah, that's probably the episode I remember the most. Um, uh, But the other thing I remember about Proud Family, though, is like they weren't afraid to talk about... um issues of the time because they did um as you know the proud family is about an african-american family so they did do an episode about black history month but the one i also remember really well is they did an episode um about um muslim americans and what they were going through post 9-11 because there was an episode where penny befriends a girl from a muslim american family and at one point in the episode after like the two families have had like dinner at the proud family's house or something, they come home to the other family's house and there's graffiti on their garage door that says like, go back to your country or like get out of America or something. And I remember being young and watching that and being like, Oh my God. That. Wow. But that's, I, I mean, I think it was so good that they addressed these issues, you know? And I know that the reboot to my understanding has also really, um, dipped its toes into some issues going on currently but i did not know that about uh the 9-11 episode um i i think it's so it's so powerful that they were willing to make statements like that um to a younger audience and i feel like so much of america was like even like they were so much of america was afraid uh to say you know what was right and i think it's so great that they did that it's also obviously sad that you know these issues were occurring and they felt like they needed to but you know i i I think that's that's wonderful and i well i do i didn't know that they addressed issues i did not remember that particular episode so i think that's very um i think that definitely demonstrates like where the show was at and how um progressive and just um how it was how it was trying to and hopefully successfully was more than just a show you know also setting that moral compass or helping set that moral compass for kids yeah definitely so that's why when i see people now complaining about like some of the stuff the reboots talking about i'm like do you all not remember the original like because they did this stuff back then too it's just now the issues they're tackling are more you know current and modern day so you know it's just like I don't know. I guess you guys just didn't remember that the original did stuff like that, too. I yeah, I do agree with that. I do think something that like with our modern era, that's going to be different than like several years ago is that there's I feel like and I could I mean, people can totally feel free to correct me here. I feel like the uh, the political like the left versus right kind of mentality is so much stronger now uh than it was then um and i think that has probably caused more friction but then again i don't remember any of the reactions 
to the like original episodes, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, I think that them trying to like, again, set that moral compass is, is really cool. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, this wasn't more than, it wasn't just another, you know, cartoon on Disney, you know, they were trying to, uh, send messages. And I think that was really cool. Although I don't know about, um, about any didactic kind of uh thing going on with the with the movie but we'll we'll get there we'll get to the movie in particular yeah the movie i'm not gonna lie the movie kind of just like really strays away from what the proud family was about because like the movie's got a lot more action and adventure in it and that's just not really what the proud family was about well you said that they address it in the reboot um oh go on i was gonna say yeah did you want me to talk about that now yeah, go for it. Okay, so according to the Wikipedia article for the movie, um, uh, the Proud Family Louder and Prouder retcons the movie to be a dream in the episode Us Again. Yeah, so, which I feel like that makes sense because I got done with this movie and I was like, this feels like a fever dream. And like you were saying, like, there is so much of it that to my recollection, and again, I wasn't like, I'm like, didn't watch a ton of Proud Family. So I definitely was like, maybe I'm just wrong on this until I read more on the Wikipedia. Um, but it just, there was a lot of it, the surreal nature just didn't feel like totally on brand. Because uh, I feel like, again, they just always stuck to a lot of true to life issues and stuff like that and that's not what's going on in this movie at all yeah and also um i think they had to address it because the episode that the the reboot addresses in is from season two but i think they had to do that because in season one um of the reboot well here in the movie it's explained that penny's turning 16 but in the first episode of the reboot she's just turned 14 oh yeah that would not make sense so people were like wait didn't she turn 16 so then yeah in this uh episode in season two they're like uh that was a dream don't worry about it so they're just like yeah it wasn't really a thing it wasn't a real thing um but either way also i don't know how they even and maybe this is addressed to you because i have again i haven't really seen the reboot i've just heard about some of the stuff that has occurred in it but i don't i haven't really seen it um how do they reconcile with the fact or do they reconcile with the fact that the proud family like was a thing in the early 2000s and there's all these episodes of them living in the early 2000s oh right because like in the reboot it's like supposedly only a little bit later but now everyone has like smartphones and stuff yeah basically yeah, I mean, I don't know how they address that. I think they just don't because, like, whatever, don't worry about it. But yeah, that is that is funny to think that like it's a it's a it's technically a continuation of the original show, but at the same time, suddenly there's a bunch of brand new technology that they didn't have like a week ago. Right. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, at the I don't. I just was curious if there there was anything on that, but. Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, but I think it's really cool that it's made a comeback. Yes, for sure. But all right, Kate, dream or not, it's time for us to discuss this movie, which, much like the Kim Possible movie, they didn't give us the full theme song in this movie. And that made me sad because I love the Proud Family theme song, just like the Kim Possible theme song. It is a jam. 
I mean, yeah, the Proud Family theme song is iconic, and that's mainly because Kate. Do you know who sings the Proud Family theme song? Isn't it okay? This is from memory, so I could be wrong. Is it? Is it's Beyonce's sister, isn't it? And I hate to say that because she has her own life, right? But I think it's her. I think. I think I could definitely be so wrong. Well, you are correct. It is Solange herself. It is Solange. Oh my god, that's her name. I'm so sorry, Solange. I don't ever want you to think that you're just Beyonce's sister. That's so bad. Ah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yes, Solange sings the Proud Family's theme song, but it's credited as Solange featuring Destiny's Child. So they are her backup singers on this track. So I mean, we do we do have a little Beyonce in there. Yeah, we got a little bit of Beyonce, but you know, not it's all That's it's so Solange's awesome. show. <laughs> it, oh, it's a hundred percent Solange's show. Show, um, and I feel so bad. I know I was trying to do that from memory, and I'm like Beyonce's sister, but what is her name? And I hate I hate when people do that because I I hate that like oh like we're just gonna chuckle, you know, like you know it's her sister that's more well known, and oh, I I hate that so much. Um, but yes, uh, we have a great moment with Solange, and I freaking love the Proud Family theme song. And I was so sad that they got like just a little bit into it, and then it was no more. Yes, because we get like a like a snippet of the theme song, and then we immediately cut to an island. Which at first I'm like, is this like all CGI? Because then I realized this movie has a bit of a CGI budget. It does a little bit. Um, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it was interesting. But yes, we um, pan up on this island and we quickly meet our villain, Dr. Carver II. Uh, remember that, that's important for later, the second. And we learn he's doing peanut experiments? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wants to create like a fight, a peanut fighter person thing it's yeah. weird it's very strange from the get-go yeah we learned he's already kind of succeeded in making peanut people but he wants to create peanut warriors because he wants to take over the world for some reason we don't know why yet but we'll learn later but um quickly we learn is that he can make them but he can't keep them stabilized because after a few minutes they melt back into peanut butter so he needs to find a formula that can keep them together. So that's his goal for right now, but it's not time for that. Cause you know what it is time for Kate. It's time for driver's ed. Yep. And at first I didn't like realize for whatever reason that, so it's Penny and all her friends are driving along in the car and Penny's swerving here and there. And I totally didn't realize that she was like in driver's ed. And so I was like, this is, strange i thought she was younger than that but no she's in driver's ed and there's an instructor in the passenger seat as her friends are like talk about this and that but there's big news jake because uh they they find out there's something they all really want to do and what is that so they have the radio on and this is when we hear that the famous rapper 15 cent is holding auditions for i guess local people to be his background dancers for the big halftime show that's coming up at this big tournament in a few weeks which i'm like wait why would that ever be a thing why would you just hire random like civilians to be background dancers 
yeah um yeah you know it's for the plot i don't i don't have a good answer for that one it's just it's for the plot it's for the plot but anyway yeah penny and her friends are talking about that and how they all want to audition and lost is all like well you can just forget about that penny because you know your dad's not gonna let you and penny goes um well i'm turning 16 so i can do what i can make my own decisions she does that i'm 16 i'm not a child anymore yes it's literally straight out of um it's straight out of the little mermaid (laughs) which i know i'm like i want to see the live action just to see if they keep that line honestly oh my gosh i can't wait for the live action i'm so excited for it but anyway but anyway as penny's saying that she's literally just like not looking at the road and they're driving very close to a wall yes and so um at the last minute she's able to like or she i can't remember if someone like grabs the wheel from her but they swerve away from the wall um and of course the driver driver's ad teacher looks a little bit shaken yeah there's a great line where penny's like well i hit all the cones that's what i'm supposed to do right yeah and so i think it just cuts to her at the house right yeah she goes home and I think does she ask her parents if she can do it? I think so. But then, like, of course, her this is where we get classic Oscar Proud, where he's just like, uh, no way, no daughter of mine is gonna be a hip hop background dancer. Cause if you if you know the show, then you know Oscar's whole thing is basically just saying no. Yeah. And they have a they do have a great line where she like she gets dressed to basically just go audition anyway. And she comes down and and he's like, no daughter of mine's gonna be going out dressing like a and then he says ho, but then um his wife follows it up with a wholesome teenager. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like obviously there's there's you know the, the sexism stuff and we can go back, but I thought that was so clever. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did they get away with that one? I know, I was like, damn for the Disney Channel. <laughs> literally but yeah granted granted, i would have i would have never caught that line as a kid oh no definitely not but yeah penny's like she's wearing her outfit and her mom's like you know i think she looks fashionable this is what you know the kids wear nowadays and oscar's still like well either way you're still not going and then penny's like oh man she's like i wish you weren't my dad or something and she like angrily walks back upstairs and this is also where we learned that apparently Sugar Mama is entering a bunch of contests, a bunch of mail-in contests. Which is going to really set us up for the for the plot here, um, because this is pivotal. So hang on to that. Um, but in the meantime, Penny needs to sneak out. Which luckily she'll have the chance to because um, her dad is going to give like basically a Shark Tank pitch at this place. Um, Because he has a new snack, because if you remember in the show, her dad's whole thing is he makes, like, snacks, but, like, none of them ever taste good. And so he has decided to come up with the idea of the pork nut. Which is a peanut that tastes like pork, I guess? I, I, I guess so. It was a snack no one asked for. Yeah, but he's going to go pitch it to these people and he's going to bring uncle bobby because uncle bobby is a singer so he had to make up uh 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 what's the jingle for pork nuts so they're gonna go do that so 
While they go do that, Penny uses this as the opportunity for her to sneak out and go to these um, additions, even though I'm like, wait, is it that? Wait, is it nighttime? Is it like the afternoon? What time is it? I know. I know. I, I assume. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they don't really make that clear, but they go to these auditions and the choreographer is really strict. Um, and uh, they she immediately cuts. Oh, my gosh, this is so bad. I feel like my memory is just like not with me tonight. Um, but she immediately cuts Penny's friend. Zoe? Yes. OK, I don't know. I don't know why my my brain was just like not working there for a second um but she immediately cuts zoe and penny's like uh no um and she's like and the choreographer's like fine you can leave instead and penny's like no way i'm good and she's like standing up to her um in the meantime they run into a little bit of trouble Yes, because since Penny's been asked to leave and she's not going to, they call security in. And security is the Gross Sisters, who are a reoccurring couple of trio of characters from the show. If you remember, they're the the local bullies, because, you know, every good show needs the local bullies. But um, the big thing everyone remembers is that the Gross Sisters are blue. Yes, which I never understood that, but, you know, well, they're Kate, blue. Apparently, the reason that they're blue and I think this came from the creator himself. It's because they're supposed to be ashy. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that decision came about, but that's how they came up with the idea of why they're blue. And then I do know they show up in the reboot and they're still blue in that. So I'm, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a different artistic choice. Yeah, but they show up and they're about to throw Penny out. But Kate, who's in the audience? 15 Cent. And we learn very quickly that it seems that 15 Cent might have a thing for Penny. Yes. Which, oh my God, so, I, just, I just got it. 15 Cent Penny. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I didn't get that until literally you said that. Wow. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> sense. I get it. Uh, okay anyway um so yes he's immediately enamored by penny and basically says that she and her friends can uh all be in his show and that the choreographer will teach them and then he wants to for in exchange for letting them be part of the show he wants to drive penny home which okay yeah Meanwhile, while this is all happening, Oscar has his pitch at this place. It's the what? Uh, it's I know the acronym is Waste. I think it's like the Wizard Academy for Snack Technology and Education. Because something I forgot something to mention is that, yeah. um, it's named Wizard because the character Wizard Kelly, which if you remember the show, Wizard Kelly is, I think he's supposed to be like a parody of Magic Johnson. That's why he has that name. He's like a basketball star turned business mogul. And something I totally forgot about that is that he kind of basically owns the entire town that Penny's and her friends and family all live in. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember that at all. But yeah, you're right. Like everything in the town is like Wizard Kelly branded. And it's like, you know, in another movie, this would be like a weird dystopian thing. But I guess not in this. 
Capitalism. All right. Yay. But I do remember the the thing about Wizard Kelly is um you never saw his face. Yes. Yes. That was I do remember that now that you said it. Um he remains mysterious. Yes, but anyway, um so Oscar's gonna give his pitch, but right before he does his pitch, who else but Dr. Carver is the person going before him. And he shows off these like jumping peanuts that he's like apparently controlling with AI or something. That's what he says. But like the board's not really impressed because according to them, peanuts are so overdone. Peanuts have had their moment. Yeah. And so he gets rejected. He storms out of the room or sulks maybe is a better (laughs) description. He's very not happy. Uh, He runs smack into Oscar. Yeah, and um, he kind of just brushes that off. But um, as he's walking away, he hears Oscar talk about how not only does he have the pork nut, but he has the special sauce that um, theoretically will make it so the pork nut has no expiration date. And this gets Dr. Carver to stop and be like, no expiration date. So he decides to watch in on Oscar's um, pitch meeting. And basically the sauce makes like multiplies the peanuts and makes them just yeah there's so many um and additionally um the sauce um does what it says but uh the board try or one of the board members tries one of the pork nuts and is like this is terrible and they throw him out yeah, so he also gets rejected, but now Dr. Carver knows that he's a special f- formula that can um, be the missing ingredient he needs for his evil plan. So he's going to now um, target Oscar. Uh, but meanwhile, now that that's all over, Penny's being driven home by 15 Cent, because I guess he's 16 at least, because he's able to drive. Yeah, that's the assumption. And he drops off all of Penny's friends, but... <laughs> to get rid of Dijonet and Sticky, he, um, which, by the way, Sticky is apparently his cousin. He, like, tells Penny to press a button in the car and they literally just eject them. Yes, but they're fine because, you know, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. And now 15 cents all alone with Penny. But at first she shows some real feminism, you know, and she's like, no, no, no. I've heard about your reputation in the magazines. I know you're just a player. She's like, don't expect to get kissed on the first date. But then he kind of like Uno reverses and goes, I mean, I really wasn't. I just kind of need to get home before curfew. And she's like, what? Yeah. And then she kisses him. Because I guess that's feminism, kids. I, I suppose so. But yeah, as they're kissing, which apparently fogs up the windshield somehow. Yeah, I was like, that seemed, that must be a really steamy kiss, but <laughs> alright. Yeah, but as they're doing that, uh, her dad just happens to be walking home from his pitch meeting. I guess, he, I guess he walked there and back, I guess, but he passes by the car, and he's like, looks in for a I know, moment. I think, oh, I was gonna say, I think they show a cut of him driving, or like the car. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Either way, he, like, he's, Either, he walks past matter. by the car. He walks by the car and he notices a familiar figure in it. And then he literally looks into the car, which first of all, um, 
rude just in general don't do that don't yeah. look into random people's cars but he sees penny kissing 15 cent and this just sets him off yeah he basically like drags her into the house and is like you're grounded forever and your birthday is like or for like two months or something like that um and your birthday like we're canceling your birthday and he's just so ticked of course this makes penny ticked as well you know, and she storms to her room because her dad's like the most unfair person on earth. Yeah. Um, actually, I was just thinking it was like it's like that uh, that iCarly meme you're grounded for till college. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it's exactly like that. Yeah. So Penny's mad um, and she storms up to her room and immediately Oscar is just like, man, I just don't know what happened to her. She's she never she didn't used to always be this rebellious. And of course, Trudy's all like, well, you know, she's growing up. She's a teenager. She's going to be like this now. And Oscar's like, I just hate that I had to do that because, you know, I was going to give her a very special birthday present. Maybe I should go up and talk to her. And Trudy's like, mm, maybe I should do that. So she goes upstairs and talks to Penny and she's like, look, I know you're mad at your dad, but, you know, he only wants the best for you. And besides, we have a, I got a special present for you. And she's like, oh, well, who's it from? And she's like, it's from your dad. And then Penny goes, well, now I don't want it. And she just throws it across the room, which once again, put a pin in that. That'll come back later. Yes. Didn't see that one coming back, but it does. It does. But And then while this is going on, Dr. Carver puts on a fake beard and wig and um, approaches the Proud family house. He knocks on the door and he explains to the Proud family that they've won a deluxe all-expense-paid family vacation. They are out of, or they, um, they are out of there, or so he wants them to be. Um, so Oscar tries to get him to go away right away, um, but of course, uh, Sugar Mama is like, "Ooh, I want that. We, I won. Let's go." Um, eventually pretty much nobody wants to go except Trudy and Sugar Mama if she gets to go by herself. But Trudy just convinces them that they need to go. Yes, she convinces them that it's very important for them to go on a family vacation together because, you know, tensions are kind of high right now. And Penny's all like, well, I don't want to go. And then we immediately smash cut to them on a boat going to this island. Yep. And so they're on their way. Sugar Mama is parasailing interesting enough um oscar and penny are still clearly upset at each other yeah it's very clear the tensions are high but they arrive on the island and they meet the peanut people and they're first like what's up with that and um trudy just tries to explain it away with oh they must be the natives let's not you know point out that they have giant peanut heads i'm like no 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 that's when you realize that's your first sign of something's not right I know, like, that's, yeah, that was something that they, again, chose to ignore for the plot. And again, when when you hear the plot, like, as we're talking through the plot of this movie, it's like, yeah, it makes so much sense why they just said it was a dream. Yeah. But anyway, they're um, brought to their little treehouse huts, and they're invited to a luau that night, including wearing traditional island attire which penny opens the closet and she's like i'm not doing this and of course it smash cuts to her sitting in the outfit going i can't believe i'm doing this and they have this luau and it's just for the proud family which is again strange yeah they also never question why they're the only people on the island yeah 
it's sketch from the beginning, but again, we got to keep rolling for the plot. Yeah, keep rolling for the plot. Um, also, I guess, I guess this movie's kind of a bit of a musical because we have a musical number now. Yeah, we have like two musical numbers in the movie. It's weird. Yeah, so we do this little musical number with Dr. Carver and the Peanut People performing the Island Review. But while the song is going on, the Peanut People are all taking like pieces of DNA from the family, like hairs, toenails uh saliva it's like something's not right here yeah so that's that's the big clue that there's something is going to transpire beyond this and so um the musical number finishes and uh dr carver kind of goes up to oscar and he's like let me show you around the the island my private my private villa or whatever yeah, because also um, right after the, the the big song and dance, um, uh, Trudy has the peanut people bring out a birthday cake for Penny. And at first, when they're like, make a wish, Penny's like, well, I really wish I could dance at the halftime show. And Oscar's me like, wish again. And she's like, I wish I had a different family and then blows out the candles and storms off. And while she's like woefully sitting at the beach one of the peanut people come out and it's like hey are you okay and then penny just uh, immediately um, proceeds to trauma dump on this poor guy yeah and she tells him literally like every birthday and problem with her birthday that she's had since she was like three years old three or four years old and um but then cashew listens patiently and he's like, well, I just wish I had a family. And then Penny's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Whoops. But, you know, Penny definitely feels bad. But, like, um, this is not our main concern at this point. Because Oscar is about to be uh, held hostage, kind of, for a second. Okay, so yeah, so what happens is this is when Oscar gets the the tour of Dr. Carver's private estate. And he, Dr. Carver explains, you know, I've been working on these um, peanuts for a while and I've gotten to the point where I can make these peanut people, but I want to do something more. And in order to do it, I need a special formula that will stabilize them. And Oscar immediately goes, well, you know, I have a special formula that will stabilize things. He's like, oh, that sounds great. Um. How about I give you like $10 million and you give me that and we can be partners. And of course, Oscar's like, oh my God, $10 million. And he's like, um, can I have the night to think about it? And I'll come back in the morning. And Doc Carver's like, yes, of course. So um, he goes home, well, back to the hut and explains what went on and that he's been offered $10 million for this formula. And then during the night, Penny like sneaks out of her hut, but like not to just like escape. She just runs to the beach to try and like, SOS something, someone. Yeah, because she just wants to go home because she's upset at her parents. So she's on the beach, and then the next morning, Oscar wakes up bright and early to go accept his money. But then on his way over there, another peanut person arrives, but he's a little different than the others because he's got like hair. <laughs> and he says, and he warns him, it's like, you're in danger. Don't give Dr. Carver your formula. And then he like disappears back into the shadows and Oscar's like, whatever that was about. So then he goes to 
Dr. Carver's estate. And Dr. Carver's like, so are we are we doing this? Are we in business together? But then Oscar, like, I guess suddenly decides, and maybe that peanut guy had a something, was onto something, and he goes, um, we can do this, but I'm keeping the formula a secret on my side. And, of course, this just makes Dr. Carver incredibly upset. And so Dr. Carver is just like, yeah, I'm done playing nice, pretty much. Yeah, so he proceeds to proceeds to torture Oscar with various methods to try and get the formula out of him. And this is where he learns that Oscar doesn't have it memorized, but it is somewhere. Um, it's somewhere else. So he's like, all right, well, you've left me no choice. Bring in the clones. And this is when we get the peanut clones of the entire Proud family. And they look exactly like the Proud family. Like, I expected them to look kind of like peanuts a little bit, but no, they just look like the Proud family. Except they have, like, super strength. Yeah, there's that. And they definitely communicate with each other a little bit differently. Yeah, they're a lot more, like, monotone and just, like, robotic and business-like. So, Dr. Carver says he's going to send the clone family back to um, the mainland so they can find the formula. Meanwhile, he's going to keep the real Proud family hostage on the island. So, he sends the clones away, and the clones are preparing, preparing a boat to leave. But Clone Penny somehow, like took off her the the wristwatch she was wearing, so she has to go get it. And when she leaves, immediately real Penny wearing an exact same model wristwatch shows up, and she thinks that it's her real family and that they're just going to go leave. And so they all get on the boat together, and at first, of course, Penny's a little bit, eh. Uh, but they, uh, uh, they say that they expect Penny to drive, and Oscar, and she's like to Oscar, wait you're gonna let me drive you never let me drive and then she's like so pumped yeah so we learn very quickly that penny's gonna get like kind of the freedom she wanted before um now that it's her because she's, she's not aware that this is not a real family the clone family so they drive off meanwhile the real proud family is still at their huts and oscar's explaining the whole thing and at first Nobody believes him, but then the peanut person whose name is Wally shows up and he's like, no, he's talking seriously. I can I can bring you to someone who can help you, though. So they go off, but un- unknowingly they are bringing Clone Penny along. And Clone Penny's only going along because she thinks this is the clone family and that this whole journey is going to help with their mission. Because the clones are all about we have to complete the mission. Yes. Um, and so the, in the meantime... Uh, the clone family and the real Penny get back to their house, and uh, and it, there's a cute little scene, um, in the uh where they're in the taxi getting uh driven back to their house, and the, uh the taxi stops in front of their house, and Oscar hands the driver a thousand dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they're back now, and they're like, "All right, we must commence with the mission," and. I'm like, Penny, are you seriously not noticing, like, nothing is off about your family, especially when they start exhibiting super strength? Yeah, because immediately they just start lifting stuff and trying to find something. But Penny just doesn't seem to care that much. Well, especially because 
clone Oscar gave her all the money that they were given. So she's like, oh, sweet. So then her friends show up and they're like, so how was your vacation? And she's like, really weird. My family's acting kind of strange now, but like, whatever, I guess I'll just ignore that. Because she's like, uh, my mom's talking like in lingo all the time because the clone Tr- uh, Trudy started listening to like a teen speak tape. And then for some reason, clone Sugar Mama only talks in Spanish. Yes, which was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so. um, But she's allowed to pretty much do whatever she wants because she asks Oscar if she can go to rehearsal for this um, show thing that I guess still hasn't happened. Um, And it was fine that she just took off for like a week or two. I don't know. Um, But clone Oscar's like, well, it will it. Will it help the mission? And Penny's like, yeah, I think so. And Oscar's like, okay, cool. Yeah, so she can go to dance rehearsal now. So she's super excited. So her and her friends go off to go shopping. And when this happens, Lassiganaga's father comes by because he's also Oscar's friend. And he comes by with his father, who is um, in the show is like Sugar Mom's love interest, which um, that's fun because that character, if you don't know, is modeled after the Joker from the 60s Batman show. Oh my gosh, I can see it. Yeah, and the the hilarious thing is like the running gag with him is that he also only talks in Spanish, but while Sugar Mom was like really into him, he's not into her, so he just insults her all the time in Spanish, but since she doesn't understand him, she thinks he's flirting. So like he starts to do that to the clone Sugar Mama and clone Sugar Mama responds in Spanish and then he's like, "Wait, I kind of into this." <laughs> I know it like totally uh flips the gag, which is which is so funny. Um but then um then they're like hey you come into the game and oscar's like yeah yeah because they're going to go see i think it's called stuff ball because um it's like a hybrid sport of like wrestling rugby and basketball yeah all kind of thrown together and so First, he makes the 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 clones convene, and they but they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna um, or you should go, like it'll it'll help the mission or whatever. Uh, so they go, and um, things get off to an interesting start. Yeah, we get this really funny scene where Penny's kind of just like bragging about all the stuff she can do now because like her parents are like different or whatever, and she's like, I even got this brand new camera phone because it's two thousand five, and all her friends are like, what? And we even get this fun scene where they're like all texting and calling each other on their cell phones when they're literally like in the same seating area. That was such a two thousand five thing too. It, it was like. Dijonet had like three devices. She had like two phones and like a pager or something. Uh, I do remember pagers. Those were the days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, as this is going on, um, this is when we get the iconic moment where clone Oscar eats his first hot dog. And clone Oscar is immediately in love yes uh, um hot dogs become his motivating force for the rest of this movie and then at one point he goes out to get more but because they're doing like this halftime show where like they're gonna have an audience member come participate he gets hit by the spotlight so he's gonna participate in the halftime entertainment which is he's going to face one of the champion 
stuff ball players. And if he can get a basket on them, he wins like not actual money. They're wizard dollars, which are only good at wizard Kelly owned locations. So basically, and that expires in 25 minutes. So basically he can just use them for concessions. Pretty much. And at first Penny's like, wait a minute, my dad's going to do what? He's going to get destroyed out there. But of course, because it's clone Oscar, he's super strong and stuff. So he easily makes the basket and wins the money. And he just buys a bunch of hot dogs with it. So I think this is the point where Penny's like starting to think that it's a little bit stranger than she had bargained for. Yeah, just a little bit. And meanwhile, back on the island, um, Wally is trying to bring the real Proud family to the person he says he can help. And for some reason, he starts flirting with clone Penny, to which I'm like, does he know that's a clone or does he think that's actual Penny? Because either way, that's weird. Yeah. But clone Penny immediately just starts like beating him up. And at first, and this is when Oscar and Trudy go, do you notice anything different about Penny? And Oscar's just like, yeah, she's finally listening to what I say. And Trudy's like, well, yeah, but like, I don't know. There's something seems off about her as if she's not like WWEing this peanut dude. Yeah, right. Um, but eventually, um, Wally brings them to the person who can help them. And Kate, who is this person? It's the real Dr. Carver. Because we get a plot twist. We learn that the Dr. Carver they've been interacting with this whole time is a clone. Da, da, da. And so we learn that this is the real Dr. Carver. And we learn that he is a descendant of George Washington Carver, who, if y'all know, George Washington Carver made a bunch of like discoveries of uses for the peanut. He also invented peanut butter. That's what I always learned him as. Like he's the guy who created peanut butter. Bless that man. Literally, though, peanut butter is so good. We love peanut butter on this channel. Yes, but um, basically, the real Doctor Carver explains to them the origin story of evil clone Doctor Carter. Um, basically, the real Dr. Carter ha- was doing peanut experiments, and he cr- successfully created the small little peanut guys that are all over the place, but he wanted a companion, an intellectual to match his own. He wanted a successor, so he decided to clone The Frankenstein himself. vibe, just, ugh. Literally, it is Frankenstein, because he creates clone Dr. Carver, and at first it's a success, but then he accidentally leaves clone Dr. Carver out in the sun too long, and he burns so sad and he became and he runs off and becomes evil (laughs) yeah Yeah. so kind of that's kind of where the frankenstein analogy kind of ends because that's not the the monster didn't just turn evil out on its own it's like you know the whole like thing of like man's creation or you know yeah i mean when you actually like go through like frankenstein like frank frankenstein is a lot is a lot more nuanced um or the creature's the creatures i don't even know if i mean we could talk about the moral implications of frankenstein or whatever but um the creatures uh turn towards evil for lack of a better descriptor i feel like is so much more nuanced in the in the story of of uh frankenstein than like he burned in the sun and now he's evil but alas, we're just going to take some themes and run because it's Disney. Yeah. So immediately he's like, well, don't worry. Um, 
Um, he, um, no, he's like, and he's planning something evil. He wants to create peanut warriors, but luckily he hasn't been able to find out how to stabilize them yet. And that's when Oscar goes, uh, yeah, about that. I may or may not have told him that I have a formula that can stabilize them. And he's like, well, where is it? He's like, well, don't worry. It's not here on me. It's back at home. And the birthday present I gave to my do- uh, daughter. And he turns to Clone Penny. He's like, so where's that necklace I gave you? And Clone Penny's like, what? And Trudy goes, well, she never opened it. So it's still at home. And they're like, oh, okay. And Dr. Carver goes, okay, well, I have a boat that can get us off this island back to the mainland. So let's go. But immediately they walk outside and evil Dr. Carver is out there with his peanut army. And they're like, how? And it's because Clone Penny used her wristwatch to send her location to evil Dr. Carver. So alas, they've been captured for the time being because of evil Penny. And so, oh, go on. Which I'm going to say, they don't know it's a clone yet, so they think that Penny just, like, betrayed them. Yeah, so they're like, what is going on? Um, And they... uh, and they're put in cages and they're going to end up, they're going to be supposedly like fed to a giant fishy thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, back with real Penny, um, she kind of starts complaining about the fact that because no one's telling her to do anything, like things are just real bad. Cause like, she's like the house is a mess. Cause no one's telling me to do chores. Uh, dad's just cooking hot dogs all the time. And it's making me sick. It's like, what's going on. And that's, when I think she gets, um, oh yeah, 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 she gets um picked up by a fifteen cent to go to rehearsal, and as she's leaving, Clone Oscar gets a call on his wristwatch from Clone Penny. He's like, "Wait, didn't you just leave?" And she goes, "No, no, that was the real Penny, but I know where the formula is. It's in her necklace." So then Clone Oscar drops everything and immediately runs after her. Yes, he's like storming, and Which, so. I was going to say real oh, quick, it's funny because that little gif of him running is a meme. And I don't think people realize that it's not actually real Oscar. That's clone Oscar. <laughs> it's actually not even an Oscar surprise. Everybody who has used that meme. Yeah. But yes, he ends up crashing her dance rehearsal to try and get her necklace. Yes. And so um, he like is trying to sneak around at the stance rehearsal but he is quickly caught yes but um in a surprise twist the choreographer actually really loves what he was doing she's like whoa those moves are so great and like everyone starts cheering for him and he starts dancing and this ends up embarrassing penny so she storms home and she gets home and goes upstairs and then real not real clone oscar comes home and he's like oh my gosh the dance rehearsal was so much fun everyone loved what i was doing um but then they he remembers oh right 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 the formula is in her necklace meanwhile penny's up in her room and she notices something's in her closet so she opens her closet door to reveal cashew the peanut man yes and she's like what are you doing here and he's like well, I wanted to sneak away and see what it was like for you to have a to have a real family, but you don't even have a real family now because this family is clones. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" So she like scoops him up and brings him downstairs and confronts her family. Like, Cashew <laughs> says, "You guys are clones. Isn't that funny?" And they're like, "No, yeah, we are clones." Yeah, because literally, BB the baby starts talking in a real deep, grown man voice. Which fun fact that uh, voice of 
clone BB is actually Keith David, aka Dr. Facilier. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that, but I love that. I'm like, oh, that's a great cameo. Like, little did we know since Princess and the Frog was not out yet. Yeah, but yes, this is when they reveal that, no, we're evil, and then they steal her necklace and run off, and they're like, and she's like, oh no, I gotta fix this. So then she changes into her um, very iconic uh, uh, usual outfit with the pink and the white, and she is like, we gotta do this, it's go time. So she immediately goes to find her friends. She tells them all what happened, and her friends are like, you sound crazy. And then she just puts her backpack on the table, because they're at an ice cream shop, and Cashew just pops out. Yes. And then she's like, you guys believe me now? And they're like, yep. So they're gonna go save the Proud family, but first thing is they need a boat but luckily sticky mentioned before that 50 cent has a yatch a yatched which it's a yacht but for some reason him and 15 cent say yatched they just pronounce it phonetically it's fine yeah i mean it's it's just for like a little running gag of zoe being like it's pronounced yacht and at first he's like um i don't think we can just steal my cousin's boat and she's like and he's like uh we're literally going to save my family i don't think it matters so they go they're about to steal the boat but then the gross sisters show up again because i guess they were like guarding it and they're like uh so you want to use this boat you gotta pay us um a lot of money and penny's like okay sure my money's in my backpack so they open the backpack and cashew pops out again and he scares them and they end up falling overboard and um then they quickly take off and penny's driving and things are good they're pretty much there and then they run into a rock yes because penny's like don't worry i've driven a boat before and then she sinks it and she goes okay well maybe this is only my second time so don't worry they're pretty much there so they can swim to shore but the yacht is is dead yeah it's gone so they get to shore but unfortunately they are met by peanut people and they're like, all right, so we got to fight our way through them or what? And Kasha goes, well, not exactly. You see, we have a special way of um, dealing with conflict on the island. And they go, what's that? Dance battle. And then they have a dance battle because this movie is ludicrous. <laughs> because this movie, I would argue this is the most iconic scene of the movie. Um, because this yes. is they do. yeah, they dance battle and this calls back to Zoe being unconfident in her dancing and everyone like cheers her on and be like, no, you can do it. You can do this. We got to win. And um, I say this is the most iconic scene because I think I've literally seen I saw a while back. Someone did a TikTok where they recreated this whole dance battle scene. I love that. Please send that to me on TikTok if you find it, because that's incredible. Um, but yes, they have this whole dance battle and, you know, eventually they come out victorious. Yes, they run off to go find Penny's family. Meanwhile, Penny's family is, you know, being held hostage and they're still trying to figure out why did Penny betray them? Why would you do this? And then that's when real Penny shows up and goes, because she's not the real me. And so... They quickly get them uh, down from the cages above the shark thing. Which that was actually, yeah, you can talk about that real quick. Yeah, because as they were dangling over the cages, um, it's revealed that the shark thing that they're being held above is actually Dr. Carver's first failed experiment, Bobo. Yes, 
poor Bobo. And so, um, that Bobo's about to eat Dr. Carver and then Dr. Carver's like, Bobo? And then, yeah, they have a moment and they're safe for the time being. And then Penny gets them down. Yeah. So basically they have a, they reconcile. He's like, I'm sorry. I tried to turn you into peanut butter. And he's like, yeah, that's okay. So, uh, Bobo's on their side now and Penny gets them down, but then Dr. Carver arrives and he's like, well, it's too late because I've made my army of peanut warriors and I'm going to go to the mainland and take over. So while I do that, um, I'm going to just unleash all these other proud family clones I have on you. And they're about to do that. And Oscar, and clone Oscar gets up in real Penny's face and real Penny's like, you shouldn't do this. You should protect us. Do it for the hot dogs. And that's enough to get clone Oscar to turn sides and he starts fighting the other clones. Yeah. And so he defeats most of that army real quick. Uh, but then things take an interesting turn. Yes, because they had to go and stop evil Dr. Carver. So it's revealed that real Dr. Carver has this gas that apparently destabilizes peanut people. So they got to go use that to stop him. So they all get on Bobo and they all swim towards the mainland. Meanwhile, at the Stuffball Tournament Finals, um, Uncle Bobby's doing the national anthem and it's like dang fergie could never ah uh, that iconic time yeah because uncle bobby's just like stretching it out so long alas um things are about to get real interesting yes because evil dr carver arrives in his blimp he's like hey everyone sorry to interrupt but i'm just like you know i'm about to take over the world here but first, an informational video, because he basically plays yeah. this video. He plays this, like, old, like, 1960s-style video on, like, the nut people, or whatever they're called. And, like, how, you know, you're going to see them in your community really soon. Just be nice to them. The end. Yeah, he's like, because now it is time for Peanut Kind to take over. And this way he takes off his human disguise and we see the real him and he's just this burnt peanut man yep and so he rips off his disguise and he is about to take over the world but alas what happens what happens is miss penny proud arrives on the blimp and she's like you whatever you are I'm going to put a stop to you. He's like, the destabilizing gas. No. And they literally like to start fighting each other. <laughs> like literally just fist fight. Yes. They start fist fighting and, um, and things are just going awry. <laughs> but, um, Penny is eventually able to be like, yeah, um, he's, well, first off, he tries to like tempt her. Um, I think right if I remember yeah. correctly. Like what ends up happening her. is what ends up happening is Oscar gets up onto the blimp too to help her, and for a minute, Doctor Evil Doctor Carver is like Penny, join me. With me, you can have a life of freedom you've always desired. And Penny goes, you know, I know I have a laundry list of complaints about them, but they're my real family, and in the end, I'll choose them no matter what because I love them. And then she um like pops the blimp with the gas and it goes in and then all the peanut people turn into peanut butter 
and evil Dr. Carver is defeated and turned back into a normal peanut, I guess. Yes. Um, but in this process, um, Penny and Oscar are like, something happens to the blimp, and then Penny and Oscar are just like on a floor type thing. And, the, and they're like, oh no, we're going down. Yeah, and then them and a bunch of peanut butter just falls all over the audience in the um, arena. But the day is saved. The day now. is saved, and 15 Cent decides to perform even though the game hasn't even started. And Penny and her friends get to be the backup dancers, and there's a really quick fun gag where like they all quick change into their outfits, but then Penny has to rip off like 10 versions of her normal outfit to get to her performance outfit. It's cute. Like They did a really good job with this part. And I thought this was where the movie was going to end, but then it went on for like another five minutes. Yes, so at first it's like, oh, so the movie ends with them all celebrating at the arena and it's all good and dandy, but no. There's more. Because apparently three days later, um, the peanut people are kind of just integrated in society, even though Dr. Carver, the real one, went back to the island. I guess some of them just stuck around in the mainland. I guess so. But anyway, Penny is driving because she got her license, I guess, in three days in the three days it's been. Um, she's driving and Oscar has a new snack. Was it like pork nut raid or something? Because it's like pork nut but Gatorade. Yes, it's it's a drink. And what ends up happening is Sugar Mama's dog ends up drinking some of it. So while Penny and Oscar and also Cashew's with them for some reason, because he's like the mascot now, but they're driving around and all of a sudden Puff shows up and he's just a giant Godzilla thing. Yes. And then so is Sugar Mama. Because she also drank some? Yeah. And it's very strange. The movie literally ends with them just walking off into the sunset together as giants. And I'm like, what just happened? Because. Yeah. And actually, Kate, there is an explanation for what just happened. Oh, there is. Okay. Well, because apparently the movie originally ended at the arena show like it should have. But for some reason, there was an extended ending edition of the movie made and that was the extended ending so now on the disney plus version they just have that on the end and i'm like okay it makes no sense with the rest of the movie but okay i i okay i mean it does fit with like it just being a dream according to the reboot right because like how else would sugar mama and her dog being giants make sense exactly Especially because, like is, like you said, isn't this supposed to be the wrap-up of the first series? Yeah, it's supposed to be the finale. So, like, it ending at the concert makes sense, but now this weird ending with Sugar Mama and her dog doesn't. Yeah. So, anyway, that felt really strange. But, alas, that's how the movie ends. Yeah, that's the Proud Family movie, everybody. So, Kate, um, I think I should just say, let's just ignore that last little bit because it's just weird. <laughs> let's just yeah. ignore, th- ignore that. So that aside, Kate. We'll ignore it. We'll throw it out. It, yeah. Um. So that all aside, Kate, uh, what's your final thoughts and your ranking of this one? I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. That said, given like the rich history of the Proud Family, I feel like they could have done something a little bit less... Um, um, it just it didn't feel it didn't give like the I don't know 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. It didn't give like the serious, not that the proud, uh, proud family was by any means like always serious, but I feel like they could have done something like a little bit less, um, um, Wacky. I don't want to say ridiculous. Yeah, wacky. I think that's a good term um, to use. Yeah. I think they could have done something a bit less wacky because um, it, it does feel like a dream. It really doesn't feel, to my, to my limited recollection, like fitting with the rest of the show. That said, I did find it relatively entertaining and I do love me a good proud family moment. So balancing those thoughts, I'm going to try to give it, I'm going to give it a 7.3 because I couldn't decide between a 7 and a 7.5. And uh, so we're going to go back to my wacky ratings for a hot second. I think I've been doing doing better with giving whole numbers, but I guess not today. Uh, how about you, Jake? What are your thoughts? Yeah, like you said, it just, it feels a little more out there than Proud Family normally is, like. But granted, that seems to be like all these movies that are also the finales, because like the Even Stevens movie was a little out there, the Jet Jackson movie was a little out there, this is a little out there. Um, I mean, the Kim Possible one fits in line, but also that didn't end up being the series finale anyway, whereas this did, well, for a little bit, because now we have the reboot, but obviously back then they didn't know there was going to be a reboot in like 10 years. But Right. So it's a weird way to end the series, because yeah, it just doesn't really fit in with the rest of Proud Family. But that being said... I do love me some proud family. It's great. And it's always nice to see some animation because, you know, I, theoretically, that's what I went to school for. I mean, that's not exactly what my de- my degree says, but you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So overall, I think I'm going to go. You know what? I think for the first time ever, I think I'm going to agree with you in a wacky rating. I'm going to go with the 7.3 as well. Let's go. 7.3. It just fits between seven and seven and a half somewhere. It does. It would have gotten the seven and a half as it wasn't just so out there. If it was more like real uh, to Proud Family, it'd probably get a higher ranking. But yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. So that's the Proud Family movie. So Kate, do you want to know what we're watching next episode? I would love to know what we're watching next episode. I feel like this is the point where we really get into the stuff of our childhood and I'm getting excited. Well, Kate. Firstly, next episode, we will be finishing 2005 and we'll be finishing it with some nice spooky vibes because next episode we're watching Twitches. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I absolutely love Twitches. I mean, Such like, yes, you're right. Like, we're finally this is us. This is ours. I remember. Twitches. Yes, this is real. This is me. <laughs> Yes. So that will be next episode. But for now, Kate, we have reached. Wait, wait, wait. It's not going to be next episode. It's going to be our next normal episode. Oh, right. I was just because, like, we normally don't announce what we're doing for the birthday bonus ones. We usually just let that be a surprise. No, I know. I know. I just, it is going to be a surprise. I don't want anybody to know if you're listening. I just wanted to say that we're going to have one episode between now and Twitches with a surprise that um, we hope that y'all tune in for because Jake is, uh, has a birthday coming up. I was about to say your age. And then I was like, I don't know if we've gotten to the age where we want to say it. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, As you know, for the last two years, the last two seasons, we've done a special birthday bonus episodes for our birthdays and mine is coming up soon oh my god so we'll have that come out 
hopefully on my actual birthday and then we'll be on twitches but yeah keep your ears your ears peeled for that one i don't think that's the right analogy but yes yeah, just be on the lookout for that coming out soon um but yeah kate now that's all out of the way um we've reached the end of our episode so where can our lovely listeners find you on a social media you can find me at kv random on instagram how about you jake uh yeah you can find me at jake blue art on instagram i just recently posted my thesis onto instagram i was very excited to do that i was gonna say i don't know if i actually have i've meant to text you and i'm so sorry but your thesis was amazing because i actually finally watched it because for those of you who don't know jake sent me his thesis but it wasn't loading when he sent it to me for whatever reason the file just wasn't working but like it's on Instagram now, and it is so good. Oh, my gosh. Everybody needs to go watch it, like, right now. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's my first really fully finished, well, not first, but, like, second fully finished animation I've ever made. I'm very proud of it. Everything that's not audio in it, I made from scratch myself. I did all the character designs, all the background designs, all the environment designs all the animation of course um it's just all the audio came from uh freesound.org except for the voice acting because i got me and two of my classmates to do the voice acting that you guys did such a good job like the whole thing is just so good it just feels so professional and i'm so happy for you to like that you have that like in the world now yes i'm excited that the world can see it too but yes that's jake blue on our instagram and then if you ever want to follow the podcast on instagram that's something new pod we also have an email if you ever want to use that that star something new podcast at gmail.com and if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating and a review and if you ever do that we shall read it live on the show and lastly this podcast is distributed on Spotify for podcasters still I'm still gonna hate saying that name every time now because I just love I, I hate it so much I'm sorry like no no offense to Spotify it just like anchor rolled so much better off the tongue but alas alas but yes we are distributed on Spotify for podcasters which is a podcasting app that allows you to record and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now and if you're on Spotify for podcasters you can leave us a voice message and if you ever do that, we will listen to it live on the show. But all right, I think that'll do it for us for this episode. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Well, next time for my birthday bonus, and then next time after that for Twitches. See ya. Bye.